Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post back together in the studio again after... Just craziness. Yeah, Just I know. I was crazy. getting a little comfortable over there in the well, host don't seat. Get too I'm comfortable just over telling here. you. Don't get, don't get too comfortable over <laughs> here in this chair. Um, yeah, um, and, and it was great. This is, we, we look at Wing Nation 2024 uh, with moving things around and changing things up. You've got Tuesdays where you've got things going on. Yeah. I've got Tuesdays where i got things going on. Ashley has Tuesdays with things going on. And I says, let's just go three hosts for two chairs. Yep. And we, we were... The second and third week of the show, and that plan worked out flawlessly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it just is. It's just yeah. we're all wide open. Life is busy. Um, and so it was good. So it was great. Uh, you and Ashley have had a lot of fun the last couple we weeks. Did. So um, we're back, though. Back yeah. and ready to go. And everything is So great. how was all your adventures? Oh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, first off, just Daytona was, Daytona was, Daytona is always special. Yeah. It really is, even with the rain. But Daytona was really special this year because I got to talk to Rico. Aww. You know, like all the celebrities, The Rock and all these people. But we had Rico at Daytona. <laughs> so when you have Rico, it's like everyone else goes to the next Absolutely. level down. So I had a chance to catch up with Rico. And I just, I love chatting with him. Um, this past weekend, uh, I went and did indoor racing in Trenton. Ooh, man, I'll tell you what. I love that indoor racing. 600 micros, 90 or 85 of them. Um, indoors, Trenton, great racing. Huge crowd, biggest crowd they've ever had at that thing. You just had fun. But then, then business really picked up because on Sunday, I got to, got, got to go to the fabulous Lincoln Speedway nice. for the icebreaker. And I am telling you, Aaron, and we've talked about this a little bit internally, and I don't know what we've talked about here um, on the set. We haven't been to as many races as we like to get to, yeah. all of us. And just being at the racetrack, these are some of the pictures that I shot there. Those of you watching on YouTube or watching on the streaming, just just to see everybody, there, you yep. know, just to see the people, uh, Dylan Sisney's car there. Smell the methanol. Yes, to smell the methanol, to see <laughs> the fans, to see there's the the daredevil. I got to talk with uh, with him. I mean, it was just, it's just really, really cool. Danny's car, of course, is really, really cool. But beyond that, Look at that. Now, that's the back of the shirt that I'm wearing. I know I, I'm Beer all wired in here, but friends wow, and Wow, I kind of like that I shirt. I know. Yeah. 
I'll mm, tell you what. You bring me home any swag? So I, I'm, I'm, uh, we're at the stage where I didn't beg for two. I, I begged for, <laughs> no, they, they offered one, and I didn't beg for two. I um, walked into the infield. Beer Hill is the infield at Lincoln, and oh, my gosh. It, the, the beauty of the sprint car world, Aaron, and, and you'll get a chance to see this because I know your life has evolved where you don't get to the sprint car races like you used to. Yeah. When you walk in, it will be like, like a the reunion. conversation yeah. picked right straight yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, I just, this literally was so much fun. So really, really cool. So yes, I got my Beer Hill Gang t-shirt, okay? Couple of other observations about Saturday, or Sunday, okay? We, we spend a lot of time in sprint car racing talking rivalries, okay? And, and whatever's going on with High Limits and World of Outlaws, where High Limits wants to make that a rivalry, um, we, we, we understand that the Pennsylvania Posse versus the World of Outlaws is, is, is the rivalry of note right yeah. now in sprint car racing. But on a local level, I am telling you what, when you are at the fabulous Lincoln Speedway and Freddie Raymer and Danny Dietrich are in the same corner racing together, <laughs> that is on edge. Yeah. They don't like each other. Yep. Okay. Their fans, respectively, don't like the other one. And they were mixing it up for second spot. Freddie had it for a while. Danny got the upper yeah. hand at the end. I am telling you, rivalries in racing are fantastic. And the energy level, Troy Wagaman Jr., who we're going to talk to, was gone. The energy level of Danny Dietrich and Freddie Raymer mixing it up side by side at Lincoln yeah. was palpable. You could feel it. You could feel it because half the crowd is screaming in one direction and half the crowd <laughs> is screaming in the other direction. I don't care what anyone says, and, and this, goes, this is a conversation I had with Fred Raymer, Freddie's dad, yep. him and Jeff Shepard would, would, yeah. would get things going, and that is good rivalry. Now, if, they, if they're feeding each other right rears, which that's happened here. That's happened a few times. If they are. But the energy and excitement of a rivalry yeah. is just phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. That was... Wagaman, Wagaman, up until the end, Danny got a good run at the end. Wagaman was gone. That place was a buzz because Freddie started 10th or 12th. Danny started 4th. Danny had started going backward, got forward eventually. Fred, Freddie caught up and they, and Freddie got by him. And I'm telling you, a rivalry like that is yeah. special. It really, truly is. And, you know, we don't, we don't need to get anybody hurt. We don't, like I said, the feeding of right rears takes that a little bit further on. But the fact that two drivers are out there, and it just seems like they get more elbows up when they're around each other. Yeah. Crowd is all into it. I, it was special. It really was. Now, uh, one of the other observations, and I've made this observation in the past, every time I go to Lincoln, we lose, we, we live in a society where everybody is comparing everybody to everything, okay? And it is tough to operate in a dirt track world where you've got something like Port Royal that was so rustic and run down that is so state-of-the-art now yeah. it is tough for everyone to live in the neighborhood to be compared to but i am telling you what jerry parish is doing with lincoln that place looks spectacular their new grandstands and i know it's probably not even new it's probably two years old now their new grandstands with the hospitality area on yeah. top i wanted to go sit in the hospitality area and watch the races that place just yeah. looks good you put Lincoln Speedway anywhere but in the shadows of Williams Grove and Port Royal, yeah. and it is the showplace track of that state, of that region. Yeah. They do a great job. And it's the sh it is still part of the showcase. Central Pennsylvania fans, 
y'all just need to pipe down if you want to whine about your racing because yeah. you all have it so good there yeah. with Williams Grove, Port Royal, and Lincoln. There is not a region of the country set aside maybe Knoxville, Iowa, maybe Houston's right now that would not take any of those tracks mm -hmm. in an instant. It is so good. And Jerry Parrish has that place looking really, really good. Final is it point? fabulous, Steve? It, fabulous. Looks fabulous. You're right, Greg. Fabulous. Okay. Um, got to catch up with Alan Holland, the original yep. Hoseheads. Hoseheads. We all do everything we do. Okay. Jeremy Elliott does this, and we do this, and that one does this, and that one does that. It all started with Alan. Uh-huh. Hoseheads. Remember when that oh, was Oh, yeah. Only place? I remember being on the road with the World of Outlaws. Going to the hotel lobby to sign on to my AOL account yep. and have to the dial up the whole thing just to go on Hoseheads to see the latest gossip and the latest news and race yeah. and sprint cars. But he he without a doubt love, was love. the first yes the, website the first one, that the first had yeah. content yep. producer uh, beyond newspapers yep, the first uh, electronic yep. yeah uh, so it's good to see Alan that's for sure. One other thing we've got, oh my gosh, we're already behind schedule here, okay? <laughs> I do want to mention this. Ran into a lot of people at Lincoln Speedway, and we need your help, Wing Nation, with this, okay? People are like, I no longer see you on MAV. Where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? Okay, we are no longer on MAV TV, okay? We are, wherever you're watching us now, we're listening now on all the podcast platforms, we're Facebook Live and YouTube, okay? Please, please, please help us out. Share this with all your Sprint Car friends or just type Wing Nation is now on YouTube or Wing Nation is now on Spotify or Wing Nation yeah. is wherever it is. We, um, I had a lot of people come up and say, when do you guys start on Mav TV again? We're not going to start on Mav TV again. My, my opinion on this is we've moved to a larger platform by putting some energy into YouTube. Yeah. Everybody, everyone, we have, I, I don't have Mav TV on this phone. I have YouTube on this phone. I'm so fascinated by yeah, this phone. Yeah, my flip phone. I got a flip phone. And it's not an old school flip phone. It's a new school phone. I know. Oh, I'm high tech, Aaron. You know me. You are. I am high tech. So so if people are like, we, we can't find you on Wing, go to YouTube. Wing Nation, we have our own page on there. And we are going to have the same great content in there. And if you can share, like, subscribe, please, and thank you. Um, we really, we really do appreciate it. So there you have it. There's our begging for this week. And I'm going to keep begging for that also, because I want to make sure that uh, all those people say, man, we miss you guys. What happened to you guys? It's like, we're still here. Yep. Um, we're just in a different spot. We're on a bigger platform with YouTube right now and Facebook and all of the streaming services. Let's get into the hot topics. Race results. High limits. Deuces wild in Georgia. You, uh, you talked to Sunshine last week. Yeah. He's got to be pumped up. Absolutely. I mean, a win with the World of Outlaws at Volusia, and now two wins with High Limit Racing. It's a pretty solid start. Oh, and by the way, he ran second on Saturday night. Yeah. So, so very, leading points, I believe. Yeah, leading the points. Yeah. Sunshine is rolling along well. Saturday night, it was Jacob Allen. We're going to talk to Jacob. Um, this, somebody, and it might have been someone on Flow or someone that says it, don't, it doesn't matter if you like dirt, asphalt, late models, street stocks, four cylinders, or sprint cars. Seeing Jacob Allen in victory lane, you've got to love that. Yeah, and I think Tim Clausen, you know, ran second with Sunshine and wrote something like, if there's going to be someone else sitting on the front stretch, everyone's happy to see Jacob Allen. Yeah, so good good on Jacob uh, getting that win, and can't wait to talk to him. We're going to do that as well. Fabulous Lincoln Speedway, we're going to talk to Troy Wagaman Jr. He'll be there, flag to flag lead. Um, the Hefner car, Wagaman, Dietrich, Raymer doesn't get better than that. One other news item, and we're just waiting on this one, ASCS. 
That's uh, a mess. There's mm. ownership change uh, and maybe even a pending new ownership change. We've spent a lot of time over the course of time talking about ASCS, and we don't know what's going on there. I know Terry Maddox is no longer there. Uh, the Han family, who knows where this is going, uh, but we feel for the racers. The 360, the ASCS yeah. racers have always been so good to us on Wing Nation. And so let's hopefully we can get this thing accelerated and resolved and go on. So lots of speculation. Uh, stay tuned. And if we see anything, we'll put it on all our social channels as well. So there you have it, our hot topics for the week. Let's step away. When we come back, Troy Wagaman Jr., he joins us on our Sage Fruit Hotline. Tony, do you even remember how to drive one of these? It's not something you forget. You should know that. The drive to succeed, the need to win, the desire to be a champion. And we surround ourselves with partners that believe the same. Like Tony Stewart Racing, Sage Fruit strives to be the best in all they do. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears all year long. You can compare apples to apples, but nothing compares to a Sage Fruit apple. Winning quality in every bite. I am telling you, I, I, I just spent a lot of time talking about that rivalry that, you know, Dietrich and, and, and Raymer going at each other. And it was for second because Troy Wagaman Jr. flag to flag win there. The Hefner car, fourth win for Mike, three last year, getting right off. We're one race in, and he's already been in victory lane, and he joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Troy. How are you? Hi, how's it going, everyone? We are doing well. It has got to feel great. You had a great, you had three wins last year in the Hefner number 27 car. It has got to feel really, really good to roll out first race and get back to victory lane. How, how good does that feel to, to be able to maintain over the offseason? Oh, it feels really good. I think the biggest thing was uh, last year you run that good and that many top fives and stuff. And you just hope it's not like a fluke type of thing. And hopefully you can carry it over and keep the momentum going. You don't want to lose it in the offseason. So. Feels pretty good. We had a uh, good pill draws that helped a lot, and the car was really good, and it just worked out for us. Troy, talk about the the race a little bit. I, I watched an interview of yours after the race. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I guess the the boards weren't working. The lap ticker, you couldn't really see what lap you were on. At one point, you said it was like the twenty four hours of Lincoln. But you talked a lot about uh, even noticing the infield big screen to see who was behind you. Talk about the race. I thought some of that was fascinating, and obviously, you did a great job of of getting that big lead and then holding off Danny at the end. Yeah. So they said like it drives me in the scoreboard and turn two is too old to keep up with my laps now so like as the race goes on it like it, it gets worse and worse and then you end up being laps behind on it or not so they weren't going to use it for the future so i knew i wouldn't have that to like see where everyone was but you can at least look at the scoreboard when you go by under yellows and see like what the ticker's saying how many laps but with the race monitor not working and my race pass not working i had no idea what lap we were on <clears throat> the only thing i could really tell was under yellows i could see who was behind me in second that was about it so we had the long run there, or we had all them yellows, and then we got to that red, and uh, Freddie was already up to second. And I was like, well, he got there in like 10 laps, but I was like, this should be pretty good here. And I was that's a lot of cars that passed that fast. But uh, after that, it was clear sailing. I didn't really see any shadows until we got to lap traffic out with the sunset, and you could really see shadows all four, and I knew someone was really close, and I could hear them. So just had to be patient with lap traffic, keep a car on my left or my right where it didn't really open up. The splatter line was working really good in one and two so you just didn't want to let someone get under you and, and clear you but uh it all worked out yeah i'll say it did that's for sure i saw an interview that uh, kyle mcfadden did with you troy 
And <laughs> you're talking about Mike Hefter's car. You said you you did not ever meet Greg Hodnett, but do you get a sense in driving that car? Do people come up and tell you about different things about that car? Or maybe Greg, as you as you're starting to get comfortable in the seat of that car, have you have you heard some stories and people talking about how important that car is in the area? Yeah, I haven't had to. I've been a couple of people that come up, but mostly reading just comments on Facebook. People are just happy to see it doing well and how they're a fan of that car and. Hopefully, do the best I can to represent what he laid out because he was pretty dominant for a lot of years and such a I don't know he's really aggressive but very clean and uh, mm-hmm. it's just an honor to drive his car and then to give, even give me the opportunity. Troy, talk about what it's been like since you took over the 27. You drove for your family-owned team in 358s and a little bit in the 410s. But what has it been like, not just inside the car but outside the car, not maybe having as many responsibilities as maybe you did with the family team? It's been phenomenal, actually, and uh, Mike's been super great. Gives us everything we need to feed, and Ben Engel has been phenomenal to work with. Everything I feel he can, he fixes for me. It's not set one way. I've been in situations where they just tell you, well, the car's fine, figure it out, and the operations I've been in. But when I worked with my uncle in our own car, we worked really well together, and with uh, Willie Beckel and me, and uh, it's kind of the same operation, right? Uh, ben does kind of the same thing as we did and just kind of clicks and makes it super easy. And uh, me, him, and my uncle, we all mesh very well together. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I think you answered it right at the end. You were, So you and Ben were paired together by Mike, but then your uncle got involved, obviously, from your side of it. Is that how that worked? Was was Ben Mike's guy, and then you came in, and that's that's been the, the meshing of the crew? Yeah, Ben's still the crew chief, but my... My uncle came along with me to help cool. with the situation, and we all meshed well together. And it's a full team operation. And we go up to the shops at his house, and it's about a 35 minute drive. We go up two nights a week, and we got a new guy named David that helps us too. And it's been working really well. Troy, you got a few wins last year in the 27, but what is it like to start the season off with a win, a big win at the icebreaker, and knowing that you you held off Didi and uh, and and Freddie Raymer? What does that do for your confidence to start the season? Uh, it definitely helps my confidence. Just hope it's not a curse that you win the first race of the year. But uh, um, like you said, pill draw has a lot to do with it. Uh, see what we do this week. See if we if we start back further. See what we how we are in dirty air. I felt okay with lap traffic, so I think it will be okay. And uh, just got to see how those different situations work out and try to adapt and see where we end up. Troy, we love talking sprint car racing, but one of the things we love to do on Wing Nation is go a little bit off the racetrack as well, and we snoop around. <laughs> on people's social media and then we find out that there's other people like some girl named Manny that you hang out with a lot. I see you were a sports fan. Now, I'm not going to hold the Dallas Cowboys thing against you, but I see you went to a Cowboys oh. game, Baltimore Orioles game. Uh, it just sounds like what what what's what's your sports like? What do you what do you enjoy doing as far as going to sporting events goes? Well, I'm a I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I've been probably for the last 15 years, and they break my heart every year. So I uh, <laughs> started to venture into some uh, other sports, and I've really got into liking Baltimore Orioles and following them and the rebuild going on now and winning all them games last year. Was actually, last year was the first two baseball games I got to go to, and uh, in my downtime between the Trone car and the Hefner car, I went to one, and then we went to one later in the year. And it's been really fun uh, being that close, and then the Cowboys course coming to Washington, but yeah. My poor soul likes the Cowboys, and every year in the playoffs, they let me down. Yeah. How does uh, how does someone from central Pennsylvania, because you've got the Eagles on one side, 
You've got the Steelers. <laughs> you've got the Ravens nearby, Washington. How did you become a Dallas Cowboys fan? Well, I think I really like the color blue, and that started, I think. <laughs> I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I hate the Eagles, and I hate the Steelers, and I, there's so many fans around here. I think that kind of drew, drew me away from it, too. And uh, it just kind of, there's not a lot of Cowboys fans around here, honestly. Like, so it kind of worked out. And Troy. everyone hates me for it. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. I, I, I get that, and yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah, Troy, you mentioned, did you mention that I actually, uh, well, we, uh, uh, actually won this, I won this week with the uh, first day I wore my Cowboys helmet was on Saturday, and Ben's an Austin fan, and he gave me a hard time about it, so I thought I'm going to wear it every week now. And <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's just, <laughs> good stuff. A little bit of good luck. Troy, did you mention when we first dialed you up that you were on lunch break? Or what, what do you do for work? I work at L2 Brands in Hanover. It's a headwear and apparel company. We do, like, uh, directed garments for shirts, screen print, and embroidery on hats and stuff. Very nice. cool. So, yeah, I'm on lunch right now. Nice stuff. Final off-track question, then we'll get back to some racing stuff. Your girlfriend, Maddie, now, I, the one video that cracked me up is you won at Williams Grove or something last year, and she put a cupcake all over your face. Um, it's got. It, it, I read where Maddie is like, she likes working on the car, she likes, getting, she likes being in the pit area, like but it. she did the Miss Motorsports Extravaganza pageant. What was that like to have... Your 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 mechanic sidekick girlfriend who loves to go to sporting events do a Miss Motors or Miss Extravaganza pageant. What was that like? Oh, I just try to support everything she wants to do. I, I didn't think she wanted to do it, and then out of nowhere she decided to do it. I was like, all right. So I'm like, she doesn't. She lets me go do racing all the time, and she's always there for me. So I figured just be supportive to her and see how good she could do. Yeah, she posted. She had a really nice post on Facebook. If in, in the post, the, 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 and I'll, I'll paraphrase it, the post was something to the effect of she never saw herself doing it, but if it's something you want to do or curious about to go do it, whatever that is, she was very, very inspirational. Oh, that's cool. Aaron, as a Aaron, as a as a young girl who went and drove sprint cars all across the country, you can understand maybe getting a little out of the comfort zone and going and trying something a little different like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny. I did a pageant when I was in high school, and it was like everyone was like, "What are you doing?" But it was for this Irish thing, and it was heritage, and involved my grandmother. Um, so I, I was runner up. I didn't get it, but I always did joke about going for the Knoxville Queen. I was like, "What would it be like?" to be uh, in the race and be the queen what would they do with that awesome. but you know that was that was out of my comfort zone that's more the Ash- ashley shremmy yes, category I'm, I'm more comfortable with the helmet and gloves on yeah, absolutely so troy what's up to handle in one weekend yeah 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 exactly how do you where, where do you go from the crown to the helmet to the sash to the fire suit yeah, exactly and i kind of so. like it Absolutely. So, um, Troy, when we look back to sprint car racing at your season, um, you know, you're obviously there in central Pennsylvania where there's there's 852 opportunities to race in a year's time. Do you do you plan on sticking close? Do you do you have a few road trips planned? How do you uh, how do you tackle this season? Uh, we're planning on just trying to hit every Grove, Williams Grove, Lincoln and BAP shows. And then obviously, like, probably Tuscarora, stuff like that when we're not at Lincoln. And then we all work full-time, so just trying to pick and choose what we can do with vacation and whatnot and see where we end up. But our main goal is just Williams Grove, Lincoln, and BAP first, and then pick and choose from there. 
Not a bad schedule, that's for sure. Troy, it was a blast watching you win that race up there on Sunday. I'll tell you, you were wheeling that car, and it always gets fun in lap traffic. And I, I, I was watching you in that lap traffic, and you just described to us about keeping someone to the left, keeping someone beside you so someone couldn't couldn't throw a bomb at you. You did a great job. Congratulations on getting that first win of the season, and we appreciate you joining us here on Wing Nation. Thank you. I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. There we go. Troy Wagaman Jr. joining us on Wing Nation. What a great story he is. Yeah. And getting in that Hefter car. And boy, I'm telling you, that car has been through a lot over the mm-hmm. last five or six years. And uh, it is so good to see that car parked on the front yep. stretch. Sure is. Really, truly is. And I think it seems to me like it's in really, really good hands. But Troy, he is really doing it. And there are a lot of people up there saying a lot of good things about him. So I am so glad to hear it. We need to step away because we're going to stick right in central Pennsylvania, but we're going to go national high limits racing. Jacob Allen joins us next. Tony, do you even remember how to drive one of these? It's not something you forget. You should know that. The drive to succeed, the need to win, the desire to be a champion. And we surround ourselves with partners that believe the same. Like Tony Stewart Racing, Sage Fruit strives to be the best in all they do. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears all year long. You can compare apples to apples, but nothing compares to a Sage Fruit apple. Winning quality in every bite. Man, oh man, Aaron, did you did you watch did you watch the highlights? Did you see it at that highlight? I watched race? the highlights. Holy cow. <laughs> our man. And there were some highlights. Our man was wheeling yeah. it. It was yeah. like they called it a sprint car race, but it looked like a street fight to me. Yeah. And when they got done street fighting, you had a little sunshine in the street fight. You had <laughs> Justin Peck in the street fight, but our man Jacob Allen took it to him and won the street fight. He joins us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Jacob. Welcome back to Wing Nation. How are you? Good. How are you? We are fantastic. Jacob, it's always good to win a race. What's it like to win a race where you just kind of have to take the gloves off and get up on the wheel, find a new line, find a new lane against two of the best in the business? What's that like to win a race uh, like that, like you did Saturday night? Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, those are the, the races that get you real pumped up. If, and, uh, yeah, it was just a real blast out there. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of fun to be able to race like that and, and to be able to win. Jacob, in your interview after the race, you talked about how it was all happening, so, something like it was all happening so fast, you were kind of just reacting. Describe those moments in the race when you are just so intense and things are happening so quickly that you, you are just reacting. You don't really have a lot of time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh, that sort of race that, you know, it felt like. Um, you know, I just, you know, was really focused on, on racing hard and, and doing the best that I could, I could do. And, uh, just basically racing on, you know, intuition, you know, whatever, wherever I, I felt like I needed to go or whatever move I thought I needed to make. Um, um, I was locked in on that and, and, uh, just, you know, trusted, trusted that and was, was, uh, fully committed. Jacob, the thing that fascinated me about this was that you found you had success in the heat race earlier on the top of two. You were you were dynam- you were doing something in turn two where nobody else could duplicate that. To me, what got real fascinating is on the opposite end of the racetrack, you found something on the bottom of turn number four. How, is that that intuition you talked about to find those quick ways around the racetrack, even when there's one up top and one down on the bottom? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely the heat race uh, opened the door to knowing that line. Um, you know, I just kind of kept that line going uh, for the rest of the night. I knew it was there. Um, and I think, you know, to that what opened that door was in the heat race, uh, Anthony, um, I was right on Anthony, and Anthony went low or through the middle or, you know, whatever he did. And I just had to, you know, keep my momentum up and, and, and send it on in there. So that opened the door for that lane um, for me. And uh, three and four, um, it took me a little bit to to feel like I mastered. I don't want to say mastered. But just like run that lot, line um, the proper way it probably should have been ran. And I felt like I learned that when Peck went by me um, and or I was chasing down Peck and he had slipped up and I made him, uh, you know, a nice corner down in three and four. And it kind of came to me like, Oh, okay. Like I got one and two dialed in pretty good, but three and four, I was like struggling, um, a little bit. And I, I, once I got by Peck, I kind of found where I felt like was the best way to run that corner. And then I felt like I had full confidence to be able to finish off uh, the rest of the race and, and get the job done. Jacob, you talk about confidence. What is it? What does it do to your confidence to start the season with a win like this? You know, we talked a lot with you last uh, mid late summer when you kind of want to take a step back from full time World of Outlaw racing, and we talked about the mental side of it. So, how important is it to get a win this early and just to boost your confidence for you, for your team, for everyone? Yeah, it's it's great. Um, you know, I feel like our team has a lot of a lot of good confidence and has, you know, a really good positive attitude. Uh, you know, so it right now is, you know, it's really, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're really excited about winning at gold Niles, but, uh, you know, this week is a new week and, and Volusia doesn't know that you won at gold Niles, So we got to focus on that, but, uh, it definitely, um, is a great start and, and we're very proud and, and happy about it. Jacob, the first five races of this year, your best finish was 17th. I'm not telling you something you don't know. The last three races are all top tens in a win. Did you? Is, is it just the chemistry coming together? Did you guys find a little something-something there when you were down at East Bay that got some speed for you? Uh, did something change, or it was just a matter of the, the everything was working like it was supposed to work? Yeah, I mean... Uh, racing always is throwing challenges at you. Um, you know, if you're lucky or... You know, if you can get it rolling and you're having, uh, you know, a lot of speed consistently, time, you know, every race, uh, you know, that's great and, and it's something to be grateful for. But um, uh, racing throws a lot of challenges at you. But, uh, you know, during those challenges, you got to figure out, you know, what what's going well and, you know, what's not going so well and how to, uh, you know, work on those things that, that aren't or maybe making the things that are going well, you know, even better. So it's a, it's an everyday process. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, day by day process that you got to work on, you know, to keep getting better. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, my focus is at and, and where my team's focus is at as well. So you can't dwell on, uh, you know, the the past races uh you know if they go bad or even if they go good you got to take the good with the bad and, and just work on keep getting keep getting better Jacob, you made the announcement that you were going to go high limit racing this year versus World of Outlaw racing. The advantage to that is you can also run a lot of World of Outlaw races. How many do you, you mentioned going this week to Volusia with the World of Outlaws? How many races do you think you'll add on top of the high limit racing? 
Yeah, I, I have, you know, more races than, you know, I've ever probably ran um, scheduled for this year. And I, I'm excited about that. Um, I think for me, that's what was tough about World of Outlaw Racing is all the downtime. You know, you're just racing basically Friday and Saturday all the time. And um, for me personally, that, that wears me out. I, I want to be you know, doing things I want, you know, and I guess what I mean by doing things is I want to be, you know, I want to be racing and, uh, but I'm great on top of that. I'm grateful for the option, uh, the freedom to have a choice to race or not to race. Like I'm not, um, obligated to race, you know, Volusia if I don't, you know, if our team decides we don't want to race, but I'm also grateful for the fact that I'm committed to a national series with, you know, great competition that has a point fund and has these benefits to committed committing to a series. So I love that. And I, and I want to be a part of that, but I'm grateful for the freedom of being able to race, you know, all the world of outlaw races in March and all their world of outlaws, uh, you know, big events, Houston's and all those sorts of things. So I love that. And, and uh, I'm, like I said, I, I have more races on my schedule this year than, um, you know, I ever have had. So is it so? Is it a matter of you you it, it, have to versus want to? So in other words, you, with the World of Outlaws, you have to run all these races. With where you're at now, there's some you have to, but there's some you want to. Is is is, is that the big difference between the two? Yeah, I, I think that that you know plays a a big factor. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. with high limits, I mean, the, what what really stands out to me is. Right now, you know, March High Limits has off, and World of Outlaws is going to be racing, um, you know, the entire month of March. So right there is like a big uh, uh, opportunity to race more if if you want. And um, I want to race more, and my my team wants to race more. So we're going to take on uh, take on these World of Outlaw races through the month of March. And then you know you have your High Limit races that you're committed to, and that gets real busy. You know, start in April. Um, but then they have a break, you know, you have Houston's through June. So we'll be racing that and they have their Knoxville races. So those are like races, you know, we're going to be a part of the next kind of like window of like uh, opportunity, I guess you would say that you have a, like kind of a decision of long break or, or races. Um, after we get done racing Lucas oil in June, you ha- you could have a chance to have two weeks off and, um, that's during Pennsylvania Speed Week. So, you know, we plan on racing, you know, Pennsylvania Speed Week. And, but there's that option. I don't think there's pressure there of you have to be, you know, doing it. So um, I enjoy that. Um, you know, that stuff's on us. And, you know, at the end of the year in October, when High Limits is done, you still have, you know, X amount of World of Outlaw races. You have, well, Charlotte's a World of Outlaw race. So, there's there's a lot a lot of racing to be done and and I'm grateful for that you know you could have a great year in points and make uh, some good money in points with high limits but all their races have a good paying purse you have all these world, great world of outlaw races that have great pay purse I think if you hustle it you have a great uh, chance to you know have a lot of fun and, and make some money for yourself. Uh, other other question I had for you: What was it like at East Bay and at Golden Isles being the only shark racing car? Because to my knowledge, it's always been you and Logan side by side. That had to be a little bit different as well. I mean, yeah, it was definitely you know you're definitely aware that you know you know Logan's car is not there, but I mean I didn't feel um, 
you know, I didn't really think about it too much. You know, mm-hmm. we have to focus on, you know, yeah. what, what the task is at, at hand. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of experience, you know, racing and, and racing with high caliber teams and, and, you know, just what it takes. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I definitely am aware that Logan, you know, is not there, but at the same time, uh, you know, I wasn't really thinking about it too much either, but, uh, it'll be cool to, to team back up this weekend. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think it'll be a good thing. Um, I think it, there's, there's something really good about me and Logan, not necessarily always being together all the time because, now we're going to meet up with each other or when I'm racing my high limit races and he's racing his world of outlaw races and we meet back up, we can talk about a lot and, and help each other out um, from two different perspectives mm-hmm. or two different situations. So I think that that's a really good thing that sh- has good potential to help our programs out. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Jacob, I want to go a little off track. You got married over the off season. I see you and Hannah enjoying some beach time. What has that been like for your your home life to to have her by your side? I see you guys seem to be having a nice balance of racing and, and beach. And I don't know, she posts some nice like little cafes you go to. What has that been like lately? Yeah, me and Hannah, you know, we, we enjoy each other's company um, so much. Uh, we love hanging out with each other. And, uh, you know, during um, the time that, you know, the, whatever, you know, like laundry's all done, all your, uh, chores or whatever you want to call it, uh, or priorities. We, we love to go, you know, to a local coffee shop or, you know, look up a nice local place to eat and just kind of, uh, enjoy where we're at and, and try to make the best of it. We've always have had a lot of fun with that. And, she has a great personality of wanting to adventure and, and, uh, you know, isn't like, Hey, if you want to, do you want to go do this or go try this? She's never, you know, going on there or anything like that. She's always up for a, a good adventure. And, uh, yeah, we just really love, uh, each other's company and it, and it's a lot of fun to have her with me. She loves racing. Um, she supports me and has my back, you know, no matter if I'm taking a break or, winning a race, you know, she, she's there for me. So, uh, you know, I appreciate her so much and, and, and glad uh, that's the chemistry that we have as well. A beautiful thing. It really, yeah. truly is to have someone like that is really, really neat. Final question for you here. Yeah. How's the health? How's the fitness? What are you, what are you doing? Are you running? Are you hiking? Are you boxing? What are you, what are you doing to stay fit and healthy? I know we've talked about this in the past. What are you at working at now? Hey, well, I feel like I've been eating a lot, to be honest with you, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's good, too. You know, there's uh, nothing wrong with uh, enjoying yourself, you know, eating and carrying on. But I always care about, you know, I watch all that stuff. Um, you know, it's just kind of who I am and who I've always, you know, been. Um, but honestly, this, you know, being able to race Volusia and East Bay and Golden Isles, I I've been, you know, busy racing and that's, you know, that's what I want. I feel like my exercises came, yep. you know, through, you know, through the, through the craft of racing. And, and that's, that's what makes me happy. I'm glad, you know, um, you know, I've spent a lot of race seasons where I race Volusia and I take off the whole, you know, take off for a month and, you know, you have to keep up on, you know, running or whatever you want to do for your physical fitness that, you know, I would choose to do, but uh, this year has been great. It's been so much fun so far to just be able to race, you know, even with the challenges at Volusia during the dirt car nationals and, um, whatever challenges get thrown at you, you know, it's fun. It's fun to take on the challenges and, uh, 
embrace them and, and try to get better. So yeah, it's been great to get my exercise through uh, something that I love doing and don't even look at it as, uh, you know, you know, going for a run that or whatever, you know, uh, that could be tough, I guess. Yeah, not, a, not a bad option, that's for sure. Driving that sprint car and wheeling around and getting the win. It was a $20,000 win on Saturday night. Jacob, it is always fun to catch up with you. So glad things are going well for you on the track, off the track with Hannah, as you enjoy uh, your time uh, running the High Limits Tour and wherever else the journey takes you. Appreciate you joining us here on uh, Wing Nation. Yep, appreciate you guys. Thank you. There we go. Jacob Allen joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. So how about that? Fascinating stuff. Yeah. I really think, and I, that was the kind of the nexus of my question, having to and wanting to are yeah. two total different things. Absolutely. And I think that right there shows that with Jacob. He, he might end up that Pennsylvania Speed Week, though. Now, that's, yeah. now you you have to, to do that. You, you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for that sure. Is a, that is a real, or no, that is not a have to. That's a, a want real to. That's, want that's to. a real want to, to do that. Um, that's great. It is awesome. And the beauty of that is, is that, boy, I'll tell you what, Pennsylvania Speed Week is so awesome. And if Jacob makes some of them or all those races, what an addition to Pennsylvania yep. Speed Week. So fun stuff, that's for sure. Always great to catch up with Jacob Allen. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. Tony, do you even remember how to drive one of these? It's not something you forget. You should know that. The drive to succeed, the need to win, the desire to be a champion. And we surround ourselves with partners that believe the same. Like Tony Stewart Racing, Sage Fruit strives to be the best in all they do. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears all year long. You can compare apples to apples, but nothing compares to a Sage Fruit apple. Winning quality in every bite. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Later this week, Mario Andretti is a leap year, a leap year baby, okay? Um, Taylor Pappy-Weld, Dennis Duke-Nalen, Fred Raymer's birthday. I hung out with Fred a little bit on Sunday. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, uh, that's one that never changes. I haven't seen Fred in probably over a year, well, probably a year and a half. Well, and I I wanted to just pipe in. I got an email from Mario Andretti the other day. Did you really? his assistant wrote it, but it was to me because I had his assistant's contact information. It was actually complimenting Ray's got his book coming out soon. Like next week, it it actually starts. You can pre-order it. Little plug for Ray. No doubt. Online uh, trophies and scars. But yeah, it was an email. It was like, this is from Mario Andretti. I was like, huh. I got an email from Mario Andretti. Wow, somebody's name dropping right now. 100% name dropping because it's Mario Andretti. It's all right. I yeah. mean, you can... I, I'm, I see you. Yeah. And I hung out with Rico at Daytona. Yeah, and so you I'll hung out you. with Raymer. I mean, come on. I hung out with Fred Raymer, so I'll, I'll, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah we're you've all been name dropping. I'm going to name we're, drop. Exactly. Fred Raymer, Mario Andretti, <laughs> the two the, yeah. the, the, right there. What more do you need? What more do you need? Yeah. Hey, do you I, need? I, I talked to Kyle Ricky the other day. Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. Not uh, so much, okay. Craig. We've got you trumped on that one. Uh, so, sorry, uh, yeah, uh, that's not winning, Craig. That's not winning. Oh, um, poor uh, Kyle. Fred Raymer. Uh, Greg Weld has a birthday on Monday, but today would have been the birthday of Elard Theodore Horn, Ted Horn, born in 1910, a 1991 inductee into the Sprint Car Hall of Fame. If you're a 1991 inductee, that means you're a pretty big deal because that was the first class, yeah. I think. Um, early career, he started on the West Coast, but ultimately ended up headquartered in Patterson, New Jersey. 1941, he won the CRSA title. World shut down. Sprint car racing shut down for the war. 46, 47, 48, the 3A national champion. 40, or in 48, he won the championship, won 24 times. 
But as happened so many times in that era, in Decoin in October, a sprint car crash claimed the life of Ted Horn. They still have the Ted Horn 100 USAC Silver Crown race. It's coming up August 31st, 2024 in Decoin. So today would have been the birthday, 114th birthday of Ted Horn. And Ted's life and the lives of all of the sprint car legends are on display at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. One sprint car place in Knoxville, Iowa. Cannot wait to get back out there and see our buddy Bob Baker Mm -hmm. and everyone out there. Maybe buy some sprint car raffle tickets. Who knows what else? We can all get it. Yeah, you're going racing if we win this thing? Exactly right. Exactly right. (laughs) Uh, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. So um, there you have it. This weekend, World of Outlaw and Los Angeles Drinks. Jacob Allen talked about this. Sunday and Monday. It's all part of Bike Week in Daytona. That's a fun one. Oh, boy. That's a fun one. <laughs> uh, Volusia Speedway Park. It's the Bike Week Jamboree. Lincoln is back Saturday at 3 o'clock, 360 racing. Uh, USCS has, did you see um, Terry McCarl? Terry McCarl one, yeah. Terry McCarl and Mark Smith. I did see um, that. Terry, Some uh, of those Mark, young kids coming yes, up. Yes, Mark, uh, Mark took the Saturday night off from Terry. Terry said he ran like 23 and a half good laps, but he made a mistake. I did see but that. But he gets a little bit more experience. He'll be uh, yeah, better those, at that. Those rookies. Uh, I said, you give a little more seat time, kid. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, so Pete Wallen's racing in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and out in California. Right in Saturday night, Silver Dollar Speedway has 360 racing. So there you have it. What a fun show. Great to catch up show. with uh, Troy Wagaman Jr. and with Jacob Allen. Two good, sure two big winners this week. So it's good. Good. I'm um I'm going local this week. I've got uh, oh I'm going on Sunday. I don't mean to name drop and drop and brag. Yeah. Oh. On Sunday I'm going to the place your mama warned you about. Oh. Some dirt late model racing, Cherokee. Very cool. I'm headed to Amelia Island to do some judging. Well, so I'm going to Cherokee Speedway, and you're going to <laughs> Amelia Island. We'll be right in the same same uh, category. Same, same category. Yeah. Yes. Did your mom warn you about going to Amelia Island? Uh, no. No, not at all. No, exactly. My mom's coming she, with me to yes, Amelia exactly. Island. I was going to say, she, <laughs> she encouraged it. Yeah, yes. she's actually flying in to go with us. That's awesome. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. That is great. No, uh, I'm glad fun. you mentioned Ray's book. I watched the Dale Jr. download. The book sounds yeah. fascinating. So Yeah, when you were talking about rivalries before, it, of course, brings up the Earnhardt Gordon one. Yes, absolutely. It's pretty funny. That, rivalry, there's some good stuff Yeah, there, Jeff yeah. learned a few things, like, you know, that Ray had that secret channel with Andy Petrie. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I had a secret channel. <laughs> that was Jeff's fascinating. About it. Yeah, that he was made cool. shocks for Dale. That was yeah, incredible. He made shocks for Dale. It's yeah. all in the book. It's all yep, in the book. Yeah, yeah. My favorite, my favorite, and this is getting off the reservation, but talking about the NASCAR culture, okay? Um, I was crew chief for Ricky Rudd. We had Fatback McSwain. Yeah. Okay. Or crew chief. Uh, I was not crew chief. PR. I was PR. Yeah, Fatback yeah. right. was the crew chief. Yes, exactly. Fatback was, was like, the crew wow, chief. Who knew this? So this was back in the day when all the scan, all the crew chiefs are spotting every, or yeah. scanning Listening, everybody, yeah. and everything. So Fatback's going through the routine. You know, spotter, you got me. Ricky, you got me here. Crew members, you Raymond. Raymond Fox was the assistant. Yeah. You know, you got me, Raymond. And Fatback goes silent. All of a sudden, Larry McReynolds is on the next pick box. He's probably for Skinner or for Earnhardt or something like yeah. that. Fatback goes, how about you, Larry Mack? Do you have me? And Larry waves down to him and says, I got you loud and clear. And we were just dying. The whole radio stuff. That's I, I Literally, when I heard Ray talk about that private channel yeah. with him and Andy, I thought about Fatback knowing that Larry Mack is scanning him. So, yeah. how about you, Larry Mack? And Larry looks and waves and shakes his head. And <laughs> it's just fun stuff. But the rivalry aspect of that of the sport, yeah. uh, the Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon stuff was fascinating. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fascinating to me that that how long ago was that? And we're learning new details yeah. of it now. Yeah. And Jeff was all, he was, he was on serious talking about, it. he was like, well, I wish he put in a good word with me, the Earnhardt, you know, he was great off track, but 
constantly wrecking me on track. So yeah, I love it's, it. It's it a Ray's fun. book. Yep. Get Ray's book. Exactly. What's it called again? Trophies and Scars. Trophies and Scars. It is good stuff, that is for sure. And great stuff here today. We love talking sprint car racing. Again, spread the gospel on this. If you like Wing Nation, share it with all your sprint car friends. Uh, get get everyone back on channel with us here. On the right channel, where we're going to be at here this season. Social media, we are active on Twitter, active on Facebook. And, of course, YouTube, where we'll have all of our shows and some additional videos we're working on going through the course of the year. So it will be great, and we do uh, think, uh, we do appreciate you joining us here. We are thankful for Troy Wagelman and Jacob Allen joining us as well on the Sage Fruit Outline. She's Aaron Everham. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us this time on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Napa.